Hi, I'm Pete Price, and my podcast today is with Paul Askew, the owner of the Art School Restaurant. Is the catering industry in turmoil? I think it is. And is it because of Brexit? I think it is. Have a listen to Paul. Do you fancy a career within the catering industry? This could be your chance. Have a listen. This is my podcast with Paul Askew from the Art School. Liverpool Live. Hi, Peter. How are you? Good I'm evening. very well indeed. Thank you very much for joining us. Paul owns the um, Art School, which is amazing. It's at the back of the uh, Philharmonic, and he's also got my favourite bar uh, downstairs in the cellar. Uh, but not only has he struggled to keep his staff, uh, he's also been conscious uh, because he is an ambassador for the Wirral, the same as me. So he's he's in, into all forms of catering and the industry he's passionate about. We'll start off straight away, Paul, by saying you've been through all this dreadful lockdown and then you get a slap in the face the other night. What happened? Yeah, it was... <laughs> you're quite right, yeah. We've been through the, the mangle a bit, haven't we, over the last 15, 16 months, to say the least. And unfortunately, we got broken into uh, on Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday or Thursday night. Um, unfortunately, into that lovely bar that you know so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and mainly criminal damage rather than things being removed but it's uh, it was the last thing we needed this week unfortunately criminal damage oh my word so it wasn't yeah. even oh, they say that make that makes me even more angry that makes me you know yeah it, it, it's just such a shame that i mean that this this time is doing strange things to lots of people in different ways but um this particular person decided to to smash some windows and climb in and then Make some other damage in there, and then and then depart without anything. So it's just wow, wow, unbelievable, unbelievable. Paul, you you've been passionate about the industry. I said at the beginning of the show, waiting on is a career. Chef is a career. Bar staff yeah. is a career that you can make a great deal of money at if you do it right. Absolutely. I mean, uh, it's, it's ironic for me because this is my fortieth year in the industry, and and it's something that I've loved dearly all, all my life. Started off as a KP, worked my way through, and always wanted to have my own place. Um, and the art school is it, you know. And this last year and a half has, has just been uh, just I, I just can't believe how many factors are against us, really. So I'll try and articulate them one by one, if I may. Yes, yeah, sure. See, this is the sum of many parts. Um, so, I mean, obviously, we're, we're all aware of, of lockdowns and, and all the various things that have happened, and because of hospitality being customer facing we're always the first ones to be closed and the last ones to reopen and the restrictions i think a lot of people have forgotten that the restrictions are still in place we're still wearing masks we're still wearing visors there's there's still social distancing all the things even behind the scenes we're all working socially distanced so all of these things are still in place so you know 25 percent of your revenue is capped because you've got 25 percent less chairs and seats to do people you know to do uh, tables um the staffing has been reduced and this this is the, the main crux of it because a lot of people who are in the industry are from spain france and italy and have returned home and eastern europe as well i have to say and have returned home uh, to, to be with their loved ones and families during the lockdowns and of course then we've had travel restrictions and we've had the brexit factor kick in since then so we're all very unclear on immigration law at the moment and these are all factors that are putting people off so we've got our european cousins not wanting to return and at the same time we have our british workers who've 
mainly filled the sort of middle management, supervisory roles, all, all sorts of roles. But during the lockdown, because of furlough and not being able to earn enough money to keep their, you know, their own families uh, fed and watered and, and pay the bills, they've gone into other things. They've gone into logistics, into Amazon, into Ocado, into telesales, you name it. And, and we're now perceived as this high-risk sector that nobody wants to come back to because if we get another variant, guess what happens? The first thing that gets shut down, oh, it's hospitality again. So the, we've, <laughs> we've got seven or eight positions right now and have done for about a month before reopening. Um, and we, we put them out for applications. We get people in for interview. We, get, we even get them to the point of starting trial shifts. Then they don't turn up. Um, or they don't come at all, or don't even reply to emails. And, and I've never, ever known in 40 years of this industry being like this. Now, you know, th this was a problem before COVID. You know, recruitment, colleges, I've been banging the drum for years and years about getting the right calibre of people to come into our industry. It does have great rewards. It does have amazing opportunity if you put your heart and soul in and if you've got the qualifications and the passion, just like any trade, you know. But this situation, Peter, I, I've just never seen anything like it. And I'm the eternal optimist, you know me. I, I never, ever feel like this. It, it, it's just so frustrating to me when we've got so many people wanting to come out back to restaurants and they're filling the places and having such fun. Um, but we, we, we're in the position now where we're going to have to start capping the number of people that we do or closing an extra day to make sure that my existing team don't collapse in a heap. And I'm one of them. You know, Paul, so. I've got to ask the big question. Why do you think, and we're, we're speaking honestly, and, 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 and you're a straightforward speaking man and always have yeah. been, why do you think, and I've noticed this over the years, that the British seem to be anti, let's just talk about waiters and barmen for a start. Why yeah. do they seem to be, why do they seem to think it's beneath them to be a waiter or to be a barman? Well, I call it the curse of the Victorians, and I think it's, you know, the, the, the British stiff upper lip counts for lots of things. We're, we're still a very sort of uh, class-conscious society, I think, and, and it goes back to the upstairs-downstairs attitude. And, and I think if you're the one doing the serving and you're the one making the drinks and you're doing the tidying up afterwards and, and, and you're not the one sat in those chairs being looked after, it's almost like um, a status positioning. And, you, 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 you know, it's thought of as something that you do when you're at college to do your real job. But, but for me, it's never been that. I think the power of hospitality, the power of, of, of looking after people, you know, I, I call it, it's a bit like the NHS, our job. We, you know, we, we look after people with, with food, with drink, with, with love, with entertainment, with care. And that is just as powerful to restore people. The word restaurant comes from the verb to restore people, you know, when they've been traveling yeah, or when they've yeah. been are working hard or they haven't seen their families. And we are really part of the entertainment uh, world, really. You know, that's the way I look at it. And I think, you know, until we get over this and until people realize how much opportunity and, and how hard the training is, actually, you know, you, you've got, you know, chefs, sommeliers, uh, front of house managers, you know, um, <coughs> reservations people. It takes years and years to, to learn the trade properly. And to try and do it at the level that we're aiming for is absolutely an art form. There's no question that. So, you know, and the salaries, <laughs> people say, oh, you know, the, the salaries are no good and the antisocial hours and all that. Well, we're, we've introduced a four-day week. We don't, we, we don't pay anything under the living wage. It's all, we, we deliberately pay over the rates 
so that we get the right people. And we still can't uh, recruit. So please tell me, somebody, what I'm doing wrong. You know, what's, uh, what's happening with the catering colleges now? As you know, I came from catering college many, many yeah. years ago. Um, what is happening with catering colleges and, and, and the youngsters are going through them? Or yeah. aren't they going there? So the, 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 there's a, you know, a glimmer of hope is that you know, the, the government has put in this kickstart program for apprenticeships which basically incentivizes companies like us to take on... I mean, we, we already have a policy of an academy. You know, we, we, we take on uh, apprentices every year, just like a, a football team or yeah. a rugby team, and, and we always try and promote, you know, bottom-up sort of thing, and we keep keep progressing people. Um, but, but what's happening to the colleges is, because of this perception of, of uh, hospitality being a risk sector, you're seeing enrollment figures drop even further. Now, this was, again, this was already a problem pre-COVID because of the way funding works. So you have this bizarre situation where uh, schools were almost starting up catering departments in their schools for sixth formers rather than letting them go at 16 and go into FE colleges. So the FE colleges were already starting to run down hospitality and not reinvest because there weren't enough people going on the courses. Now you've got it's compounded even more because people perceive this as a high-risk sector so that the, the kids are going into other things. So you, you probably, we were probably at about 50% enrolment before COVID. Now we're probably at about 30% or 25%. So the, 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 pond, you know, the, the pond is getting smaller and there's less fish in the pond as well. It's just it, every angle at the moment just seems to be com, you know, compounded against us, which is so, so frustrating, and we've got to find solutions for it. You know? And another very important point is when you've got, uh, you've worked for somebody like you, uh, or you've been to college, you've got your diplomas, you've got your work, you can travel all over the world with a job, and you don't have to do ridiculous hours. You can still travel all over the world. Now, the, the big food change, how, how are they coping? So the, the, the big food chains in terms of, high street brands i think are probably suffering more than independence um you know some some people are sort of more stable than others some have had to uh, let certain numbers of their outlets uh go to the wall if you like and, and and shrink back into a position where they're in strength again so that they may you know have to go again and rebuild as as things allow but but independence are probably i would say slightly better placed in that that seems to be where, you know, the great British public want to go when they when they are going out and celebrating. They've, they've moved towards uh, independent, higher quality places because it's just nicer. And, and, and I think the high street bigger chains are the ones who are going to feel it the hardest. But and, until we sort of look at ways of encouraging our local staff, local people to come back into the sector, and I, I think we really do have to relax the immigration laws in terms of, you know, where there's a need in terms of qualified hospitality workers, we're going to have to relax, just as we did for the NHS, we're going to have to relax those laws to allow them back, if, as long as they're qualified members of staff. And, of course, that, that involves paying them more as well. Yeah, is there a petition for this? There is indeed, yeah. There's, a, there's, there's one, um, I think I shared it with you a couple of days ago, and I, I can put it out again on Twitter. Please do. Um, yeah. and, and it's basically saying exactly this, to, to, to campaign for the government to review the immigration laws for professional hospitality workers uh, and, and hope we can incentivise them to return 
to pick up these jobs that are just, you know, that were desperate to fill these positions. Otherwise, you know, the hospitality industry, which should be part of the recovery and should be adding to the, uh, you know, the, the economy and employment and, and getting things moving, getting taxes paid and, and building again, is just not going to be able to do it. It's going to buckle. What do you say to people out there saying, but there's no jobs out there, Paul? <laughs> Let me tell you, Peter, I, you could ask any any hospitality business in this city and beyond across the nation right now is recruiting for some positions. I guarantee I don't know anybody, uh, all of my peers, all of my colleagues uh, within the industry who aren't recruiting at the moment. So they are, there are plenty of jobs out there, believe me. Paul, has furlough done damage? Yes, initially it was a good idea. Do you think furlough has done damage? Well, I think... Without furlough, in the beginning, we would, all of us would be, you know, probably gone already. So it was essential. They had to do it. And I'm so glad that they did do it. And I think to get us through the really tough lockdowns that we've been through, it, it, it was just a lifeline, a complete lifeline. But I think now we have opened. Uh, and I think now we're in this position where we need our full staff back into work. I think it's now probably a hindrance in that people can take part-time furlough and maybe work other jobs and not have to rush back to work. And I think, unfortunately, that is a, a, another factor that's playing a big part against them returning to the hospitality sector. So it does need some reform now, Peter, I think, is my answer to that one. I've been saying for the last few weeks, and I've been down to London, I've been to Manchester, and I've been saying for the last few weeks, you must book in advance because restaurants are very, very busy, and of course you're struggling with staff, etc., etc. Is this yeah. right for you as well? You must book in advance? It, it, it really is essential, yeah. I mean... You know, we're, we're trying desperately to manage the flow of um, of bookings coming in. You, you've heard about the the sort of uh, the difficulties over people booking two or three restaurants at once and then choosing on the day. That has to stop, please. Uh, that's a big shout out for everybody just to, to manage how they how they do their bookings. Most of us now take credit card details to guarantee them, and you do get charged if you don't show or don't cancel with forty eight hours, etc. So. You know, these things are starting to go into place. I mean, for, for my advice would be that we eventually go to a ticketed event scenario as if you were booking a ticket to go and see a show or go to the fill or something like that. And you pay, you know, you pay your food element up front and you pay your drinks on the night. I think the industry yep. is moving more and more towards that um, scenario. But, but yeah, please book in advance and allow us to manage the booking so that we can also manage the staff and the teams that we have in place and, and hopefully we can still get through this and, and get to the other side of, of, of furlough and get to the other side of the vaccinations. And let's hope that the positivity returns in terms of, you know, staff wishing to return to the fantastic sector that it is. Paul Askew from the um, Art School, what is your last message to everybody out there right now about the catering industry? My message would be please come and continue to enjoy and continue to support us but please be mindful that nearly every restaurant and, and bar that you go in are working under really difficult conditions. They're working incredibly difficult hours because of the staff shortage. Um, you know, it, it's it's absolutely crazy how the restrictions are still affecting us, even, even how we lay a table, even how we bring a glass to the table. Um, you know, all these restrictions are in place for a reason to stop the spread of COVID. It's still there. I still hear of, you know, 
places in Manchester being closed over the weekend because of an outbreak amongst staff. We are still fighting this thing and we have to try and follow the guidelines to make sure that we keep you safe as well. I think there's this attitude of once you've been vaccinated, you, 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 you're free to go. You need to do whatever you want and, and never mind everybody else. It's all about me, you know. And I think we've got to remember that, you know, even just down to the dwell time on the table, there's, there's more people waiting to come to that table and please just respect what the hospitality workers are saying to you and if we need to move you on a little bit or move you to the bath to finish your drinks and, and have coffee, please just help us any way you can. You know, we're, we're desperately trying to keep everybody happy. Um, you know, we, we're, we're really grateful that you've all come back to the restaurants, but I've never, ever known a time like it for the perfect storm, as I've been calling it, <laughs> because that really is, we feel like we're in the eye of the storm at the moment. Paul Askew from the Art School. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Peter. If you enjoyed my podcast, we've got lots more. Why not subscribe? It's free. Join Pete Price. Liverpool Live.